This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. my feline friends this is michelle fern host of catitude now i have had a lot of different types of you know guests and products and all kinds of great things on catitude but not only have i never heard of this i have never had a guest on and i don't think on hardly any of the other shows has ever had a guest so i feel so privileged but did you know there was something called kitty charm school you can send your kitty to charm school? I had no idea. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this message. I'm so excited to introduce my guest. Hi, everyone. Michelle Fern here. I just want to tell you about this great new litter I found. Molly and Dennis and Charlotte love it. And what's even more important, Mama loves it a lot. It's called Pretty Litter, and what it does that it makes it so different from any other litter I've ever used is it has a built-in health monitoring system. So the litter actually changes color to let you know if there's anything going on with your cat because cats hide their health issues. They don't really talk and tell you about it until it's almost too late. So what this does is it starts off, it actually starts off really pretty. It's a white crystal and it will turn colors as your cat does its business. There's actually a color code on the bag and it lets you know if it turns this color, you know, monitor it because it might be time to see your vet and check it out. Now, the other wonderful thing is that I have a special code for all my Catitude friends. Go to prettylitter.com slash cat101. Use the coupon code cat101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. That's prettylittercats.com slash cat101. Use the coupon code cat101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. Can't beat that. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Sean Simons. She is the headmistress of Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats. Welcome, Sean. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. When I learned about you, I thought, charm school for kitties? Charm school? And you do actually have, you know, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First of all, tell us a little about what you do. Well, I learned that there was a great need for charm school because I discovered there were a lot of ill-behaved, hissy street urchins out there. I learned about little, hissy, unsocial, feral kittens when my husband and I moved into our house in Los Angeles and came across a bunch of ill-behaved, little, feral kittens. And these were kittens that really needed some basic 
social skills. And that really sort of started me on my journey to learn how to socialize these kittens. I learned with them what it was that they really needed to learn to become wonderful house cats. First, I love what you do. It's funny. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, oh, I had that too. Because where I moved, there was a lot of community cats also. And I went mm-hmm. through the whole, you know, adoption, get them fixed. And what am I going to do with all these kitties and the whole learning phase? And I wish I could have sent my kitties to your charm school because I had to deal with a lot of behavior issues because sure. it's, it's a whole different ball game when they've been out in the wild for a while. It is. It is. But I have to say, I didn't have cats at this time. I didn't really know anything about cats at this time. So I just saw these really poorly behaved little kittens. And when we first took them in and we were trying to find them homes, to me, they reminded me of like Fagin's kids from Oliver Twist. You know, like like they were out there, they just wanted to pick a pocket or two, you know, so they just they just needed a little little schooling. And that's how things sort of started, that they just they needed a little adult supervision to learn how to be good kids. And uh, that's how this sort of all started. Well, I love that analogy. And I love the name, you know, Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats is just mm-hmm. adorable. And they even get report cards, I've heard. Yes. And they get diplomas when they graduate. Right, report cards. And they have a reward ceremony where they get dressed up and yes, do they their get, graduation. They get diplomas and they get, yes, and they, they get their, uh, their graduation cap. Yeah. That is so cute. But even though this, you know, we're talking about the cute part of it and all this, there's a lot of great, great things that you are doing with the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats because you are getting cats off the street and getting the TNR, which is Trap Neuter Release Cats, off the streets. You're getting them fixed. And people don't realize just feeding the cats that come by, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's actually, I know people think like, that's really being humane. But feeding without fixing is actually the opposite. Because if you think about it, if you're well fed and not fixed, what ends up happening is you have more babies, right? If you're a skinny mama who's not fixed, you might have one scraggly baby. If you're a fat mama who's unfixed, you might have five babies. So it actually does the opposite. So feeding without fixing is actually not humane. You've got to get those mamas fixed. So what we do is we, we fix the mamas and kittens all the way up to four or five months, we take them in and we socialize them and then adopt them out. And we have developed a process of socialization, which is really quite different than what you will find if you Google machine socializing feral cats. Because if you look at the Google machine, it, it's going to tell you about giving them time, let them come to you. And it's really antithetical to what, what we're doing, giving them time to decide that they want that thing that they don't know what it is just doesn't make any sense, right? Hey, I was thinking that belly rub thing that you wanted to do to me that I've never had before. I think now I really want it. 
just doesn't make any sense. So our whole process is, is very different. And we also don't have time. If you ever read the book, The Little Prince, which is a book that I love, and Taming of the Fox, where the little prince waits day after day and waits, it's very similar to what you'll find on the Google machine about taming ferals. Just wait, and each day, a little closer and wait. We don't have that luxury of time. There's a very short window People will come in and you'll show them a three-month-old kitten and they'll be like, oh, no, 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 I want a kitten. It's three months old. It's a kitten. <laughs> you don't look at a three-month-old baby and be like, oh, no, I wanted a baby. So, you know, we don't have the luxury of time. We do a lot of forced love. We do a lot of food bribes. We really accelerate the process. And we're not doing anything that is harming the cat. We're doing forced love. So we have to let them know that you're going to love this. We do a lot of repetition and it's all about breaking down anxiety and breaking down barriers. And we can't wait for them to tell us, hey, I'm ready to be petted now. So we really don't have the time to wait. We're, we really work on a lot of a much faster pace than, than what you're going to read about on, on a Google machine. And we've developed a, a lot of curriculums. For instance, we have different lesson plans. One of the lesson plans that we have is called the step and repeat. One of the things that we've noticed is that you can go into a room with one of the kittens and the kitten will hiss at you on approach. But you can get the kitten in your lap and after about 10, 15 minutes, the kitten will purr. You can get a belly rub. You're in there for 25 minutes. You've made the best, best friend. You'll go in the next day, the kitten will hiss at you. Well, what happened? We were the best friends. Well, adopters don't like to be hissed at. So if this kitten hisses on approach all of the time, that's the habit that we have to break. So the lesson plan of the step and repeat shortens the time span you spend with them and instead creates this repetition. So you walk in, kitten hisses, you spend just three minutes with the kitten and you walk out of the room, you wait a couple minutes, you walk back in kitten hisses, you spend a few minutes, you pet, you give a treat, you walk out, you wait a few minutes, you go in, kitten hisses. And as you do this, the time it takes to have the kitten relax and break down the hiss on approach, it begins to stop. So if you go in six or seven times in a 20 minute span, they begin to understand, oh, there's nothing bad that's going to happen here. And within a couple of days, you've broken that cycle of hissing on approach. That's really interesting. And it sounds like there's a lot of what this is true for, I think, most animals, meaning most pets, like dogs and cats. I don't know that much about other animals, but it sounds a lot, there's a lot that you have to do to build the trust in the relationship. Yeah, I, I think, so when I started, I didn't have animals growing up at all. I didn't have animals when I started Kitty Bungalow. And all of this has been built and the whole process and the theory has grown out of experiences. I've socialized now over 1,700 feral cats. And we've built these lesson plans through direct experience. There are not aggressive ferals. What I discovered is it all comes from anxiety. And one of the big things for me was changing the mindset. And if you think about it, right, so these kittens, these cats, these ferals, we actually hold all the power. And if you think about just how much bigger we are than they. And if in your own mind, you think about, okay, we are 250 times bigger than these cats. 
And if you think about something 250 times bigger than you reaching down at you, what do you do? I'm going to hiss and I might spit. I might (laughs) spit hiss just like a cat. So when you realize that you actually hold the power and that change in your own mind and you become the alpha, I think that that shift in power changes the approach. And that really gives us the upper hand. And that shift in the dynamic, I think, allows us to provide an outlet for them and a path forward. And that's not to say that there aren't times when a cat will spit hiss and that we don't jump back. And it's not just, you know, we don't do this on our own. We have over 120 volunteers. And I have to say that that's also the secret sauce. We have a facility here, and that definitely makes a difference. So many organizations that work on a foster-based system where someone takes, you know, three kittens into their home, and they work with just this one person or this small family, and they just work with that one person. At the bungalow, we have um, five shifts a day, seven days a week, and there's uh, 12 to 15 people per day. They see so many different people, and they have a barrage of smells and sounds that, again, break down that anxiety. And that also really, really helps move things forward. Well, it all sounds simply amazing. Now, do you just work with feral kittens? Have you worked with any grown cats that were feral? We do. Community? Yeah, we do. We work with mama cats often. Feral cats are weird, though. <laughs> I had my own feral cats from my own colony. And it's really about time and space and problem. I mean, the reason that I got into this really wasn't because I loved cats, I have to be honest. It was really because I loved solving problems. And what I saw was there was an overpopulation of cats in my neighborhood, and it was a problem, and I thought that I could help solve it. I love cats now, and I love animals now, but that was the the original impetus. And we're still trying to solve the problem. And it's a real problem. And I think sometimes, you know, our love for cats overshadows the fact that there's a real problem. And our desire to want to wear cat ears or get cute kitten socks or wear an adorable kitten dress often overshadows the fact that there's a real problem and cat and kittens are dying in the shelters and we have to remember there's a real problem and take a quick time out and do a little something. Just do a little something. Don't open your own rescue, please. (laughs) It's really, really hard. But if you really love them, do a little something. Do a little TNR, TNR your street get your animals fixed, do a little something. And I say that because right now, cats that are all over the internet, they use cats to sell cars. I mean, you would never use homeless people to sell cars. There's a real problem that we have. And that has to be an issue. We have to remember that we're trying to solve a problem. The reason that I say that, and I do remember the question that you asked, is that actual adult feral cats take a lot longer to tame. And the success rate is not as high. And if we were working with true adult ferals all the time, we have a small facility and the success rate is much lower, we wouldn't be able to help as many animals. So that's why we don't spend as much time with the adults. 
our success rate with the kittens is about, we have a, probably about a 98.5% graduation rate with the kittens. Incredible. And that's like five months and under. With the adults, the, the mama cats, probably more about 65%. And the reason also I think that it's kind of high with them is that when the mamas come in, in a way, they're almost like sick ferals. And sick ferals also, you have a little better luck with them because they realize that you're helping them. And it's the same with the mamas. They're like, wow, I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> they kind of feel like they've moved into the four seasons and Alice from the Brady Bunch moved in with them. You know, they don't have to feed all the babies all the time. They get a little rest. They get great food. So they're able to realize that they hit the jackpot. So they tend to come around a little easier than straight up ferals. I have a question for you, Sean, because I have this whole feral cat, community cat story of how there were cats around my area when I moved as well. There's a cat that I didn't know she was mama, a cat, because she's so tiny, but she was a mama cat. And she had her, what I think was about a four-month-old kitten. And that kitten did not move off our doorstep, so we adopted her. Then uh, mama cat had babies, and we adopted one of hers and then adopted the other ones out. And yep. it's a good, very good to know your TNR, you know, locations in your neighborhood because it's good that the Humane Society does a lot of free services, but they give yeah. you, at least in my area, my county in Broward County, they give you a ticket and it could be so many months out. That's what happened the first time. So many months out, she got pregnant again. So, yeah. and I couldn't catch her. Now I caught the baby daddy twice <laughs> and a raccoon once, but the baby daddy, and it's interesting because long story short, we got them both fixed and the baby daddy had like a little bit of an ear infection. So we took care of that, but we don't just feed them. We put flea medicine on them. We have three and our cats to our her offspring but the the one that is the older one definitely has way a lot more temper issues than the one that was from an infant that was held and all of that mm-hmm. see i should charlotte should have gone to your charm school is what she should have done but she's um i think almost two now so i don't know how set in she were ways but it was interesting is that over time the two outdoor cats and one we could probably bring in the house but they're like they're like boyfriend and girlfriend so you know if we take one then the other one would not be good for indoors so she'd be all by herself i wonder from getting the male fixed if that had something to do with him just changing his whole you know demeanor toward us because he used to just run and now we call his name he comes running well he knows usually he's gonna get a treat or something but yeah once they get fixed they get way sweeter absolutely absolutely it changes their demeanor towards the other cats as well the other outside cats as well Oh, before we go to break, I have to tell you about this great thing I just did. Now, as many of you know, Molly's the youngest member of my crew, Molly the Cat, who was actually born on my doorstep. So I went to paintyourlife.com and they have such an easy way to get everything done. I sent them a picture of Molly that I really loved. It's precious. She's in the sink and she's all curled up. It's adorable. 
And they went ahead and I, you know, I selected the type of painting I wanted. I decided to just do a great gift for myself. And I got myself an oil painting and they sent me the painting back. You would not believe how gorgeous this looks. It looks just like the picture, only better because it looks more like Molly and you still see the sink and everything, but you don't, you know, see the labels or the products and all that. And Molly just looks uh, unbelievable. You can't even tell it's a painting unless you look super, super up close. I mean, her whiskers look like you could just touch them. It's amazing. You send them the picture and they take the picture, make any adjustments that you'd like. You can even select the artist that you want to use for your painting. How great is that? And all of our listeners have a special discount. Order now from paintyourlife.com and save 20% using my exclusive code PETLIFE20. And all my listeners' orders will also qualify for free shipping. It's paintyourlife.com and the code for 20% off and free shipping is PETLIFE20. We're just going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's the Cats of Laughing Thunder in The New Business's Adventure. Follow the hilarious adventures of the cartoon cats of Laughing Thunder as they each launch a business to earn money. Sven starts a cooking show with dishes that are a bit bizarre. Yolanda builds a robot with serious issues. Fritz buys a blimp to film weather videos. Pumpkin publishes a how-to-be unmannerly website, but they face many troubles along the way. From silly adults to stupid teens. From unruly robots to wild weather. Will they succeed? Find out in this awesome illustrated children's fiction book featuring the Cats of Laughing Thunder in the new business's adventure. You can purchase their latest adventure book at shop.laughingthunder.com. That's shop.laughingthunder.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk again. I know you mentioned this before, but this is huge because I have to bite my tongue when I hear this because I just want to just shake the person and say you're not doing them any good when you said that you're just feeding the cats and you're not fixing them and you'll hear people say yeah three cats but they're outdoor are they fixed well no how can you do that do you know the stats if a community cat feral cat gives birth in the wild how many of her litter generally survive you know, the numbers are crazy because outdoor cats, they can start having babies when they're babies. They can literally start having kittens when they're like five months old. And they can have like three sets of litters each year. And if you start doing the math, it's something like they can have 470,000 cats in six years. And the thing is, is that those cats all end up in the shelters and they all end up dying. And it's not Aunt Edna's 13-year-old cat that nobody wanted when Aunt Edna died that's being killed in the shelters. It's tiny little fuzzy kittens that everybody oohs and ahs about that die in the shelter. And we're the cause of it. 
all those people that know that, oh yeah, those cats out there and they're not fixed, we're the cause of all those little kittens dying in the shelters. We know where those cats are and that they're unfixed. It's not the cat's fault. It's not like the cats aren't able to get a job in, in order to go get condoms. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, exactly. we can't blame them. We can't be like, you lazy cats for not, you know, putting on a condom. It's on us. It's not a cat problem. It's a people problem. And if we really love the cats, it's on us. And we could take care of it. If we all set out this year to solve the problem, if everyone who loved cats said this year, we're going to solve the problem, we could all meet back here on the phone together and say we solved the problem. If all of us that said we loved cats went out and solved the problem this year, and you gave out the phone number, we could all call in next year. We all promised to do something uh. this year. We could all get back on the phone next year and have solved it if we all did something. Because it's not like curing cancer that we all have to like go into a lab and figure out how to do it. We know how to do it. Just spay and neuter everything. That's it. And Done. you know what? And speaking about spay and neuter, there are so many resources in your community. Yes. You know, once you start doing a little research, there's a lot of places I know that in your location, Los Angeles, I think they have some areas where they do it for free. And yes. there's Humane Society all over the country and they do it for yes. free. There's a lot of rescue places that if you can't afford and you let them know, They'll yes. come and they nonprofit and everything. They work on donations. So if you can donate, it's always good, but they'll yep. help. There's also vets that might have services. There's a local vet in my area and they'll do some TNR just on, you know, early mornings, Sunday and Monday mornings. And it's 25 bucks. I mean, yeah, 25 yeah. bucks and is all, nothing. If everybody got together too in your own area. There's so many resources. You have Facebook and Nextdoor and if if everyone just like got on their own connective device and were like, who's near me? Let's all get together. Let's all bum rush our local vet or our local nonprofit and say like, hey, we're here. We're all going to get together. Let's just do this. Let's just get this done. Right? That's how things get done. All right. Now we're going right. to, I want to turn to some fun stuff. So, okay. Okay. Tell me a story about one of your kitties that went through charm school and how you graded them and how long did it take for them to graduate with their little cap and gown? <laughs> well, some of the most fun that we have are is when the cats come in super hissy and then you see them graduate as some of the sweetest cats ever. It really gets to the point now that when, when a kitten hisses at you, you can't help but laugh. And a lot of the programs that we do now with, with Hissy Kittens here, there are a lot of the, the classes that you do. You can also translate that into some of the things that you can do with some cats that you have that are kind of antisocial at home as well. So there's a lot of things that we do here that you can also do with cats that you have at home that maybe need some more social work. So I think a lot of what we do is I think a lot of it is like learning the cat's secret spot. We had a cat that was super, super hissy. We had this really beautiful tabby cat, kind of a little Maine Coon mix, had great puffy ears and with the little uh, hair between his toes. His name was Tyrone, which just really wanted to hiss 
all the time. And we have a um, lesson plan called the salon. And it really had to do with this theory about sort of becoming the mama cat. And we have these really soft brushes from the 99 cent store. And it has to do with how the brush sort of feels like a mama cat's tongue. So it's about using the brush as a mama cat's tongue and being able to have that be the extension of being the mama cat's tongue. But then it became sort of the thing about after the nice salon and your blowout that you also get a foot massage. And we discovered that Tyrone loved a foot massage. And once we kind of discovered after this really nice long session with the brush that in between the toes, that that was sort of the secret spot. And about a week and a half later, this cat would just purr like crazy with this foot massage. And that was a moment that just opened up everything for him. And that was it. It was just a purr machine after that. That's too cute. And foot massage. Because you uh, don't think must... about that, right? You're not going to go, this hissy little cat, hey, let's rub his feet. Right, because usually they don't like that. Right. Well, you think that, right? And so much of it, what happens is that we, we spend so much time petting their head, right? And so much of what we do is that because we're trying to break down all of the different barriers, we really, a lot of what we do is we pet everywhere and we use different strokes, long strokes, short strokes, flat hands, itchy strokes, nail strokes. Like, what does this feel like? Do they like this? Because we have so many different volunteers. Volunteers will come in petting the cat the way their cat likes to be pet, but all the cats aren't the same. So we do a lot of different type of pets until you find out what this cat likes. And Cats like to be pet different ways. And so we bring in different ways. And Oh, this cat loves under the arms. Who knew? So it's really a discovery process. Everyone likes it different. Let's talk about now, where can people, everyone listening, find out more about your charm school? And is there information? Because although a lot of us would like to live in Los Angeles a lot, most of us don't. Is there any information as far as where they can, you know, start working on getting a little bit more comfortable with their feral or community cats and and um, go about getting them fixed? Your website and then any tips for people that are not local to you? Yeah, kittybungalow.org is our website. Our Facebook page, Kitty Bungalow. You can follow us on Instagram, Kitty Bungalow, Kitty Bungalow, Kitty Bungalow. And I'm actually going to be going off into the woods soon to be writing a book, The Head Mistress's Guide to Your A-Plus Rap Cat, which I'll be kind of putting all of our lesson plans together and telling you sort of how you can work with feral cats and also translate those lessons to your own cat and how to expand those to create a more social cat. Because I think it's important that some of the lessons that we have here, that you use them for your own cat. For example, we've had so many natural disasters recently. I, I was helping out with the um, Hurricane Harvey cat and so many natural disasters. And this, there's so many people that can't get their cats into carriers. They hate carriers. And if you think about it, when do you put a cat into a carrier? Take him to the vet. The vet. Why would you want to get in there? (laughs) What happens when you go to the vet? It's 
not fun. So like we've developed different different ways to get your cat to love the carrier, which I think is really important. So there are certain aspects of, of that. We have a whole program about how to leash train your cat. So there's a lot of different ways that we've taken the lessons that we've learned from the programs with the cats here that you can take and learn and expand your relationship with your cats at home. So I'm going to be going to work on that and uh, I'll let everyone know when that happens. Oh, can't wait because I think a lot of people will find that helpful, especially people and most, most people that have a cat don't have just one. They have two or three or four, you know, and there's always (laughs) some animosity between some of them. So is there anything else you wanted to mention before we do our, you know, thank you and goodbyes that you didn't get a chance? I just think, you know, don't underestimate your cats. Don't let them push you around. I think that that's the big thing. They're so smart. We all know that. And we let them get away with more than they should. And I just say that because let them have bigger lives. Don't let them push you around. And I say that sort of in terms of we've all seen the videos of like, we put the harness on the cat and the cat flopped over. Right? We see all the YouTube videos of um, my cat doesn't want to wear the leash. The cat just flopped over and that's it. That's how I was with math class, right? I'm like, I, I picked up my math book and I flopped over and my mom didn't go, okay, no problem. No more math class for you. Cats can be trained. Cats can live longer, bigger, more expansive lives. Don't let them fool you. Let them have bigger lives. That's my big thing. Don't let them outsmart you. Yes, that's key. Well, um, <laughs> Headmistress Sean, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. And thank telling, you, I had a blast. Yeah, and telling us all about the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats. I just love that name. And we're all <laughs> looking forward to your book because I know there's many of us that could use the advice. Thank you so much. There'll be a chapter written by one of my cats, I'm sure. Thank you again for coming on Catitude. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. What a great show and how interesting. Charm School for Cats, you know, and it saves lives. Just spread the word, you know, that's something you can do. Easy, just spread the word. If your neighbor just enjoys feeding cats that come by, spread the word. Try to work with your neighbor to maybe get some of those cats fixed. There's a lot of low-cost alternatives in most places, and it just takes a little bit of research and I'd like to thank my feral community cats that didn't go to charm school, but I know one or two that should. So thank you to Charlotte and Molly and Jethro and Sammy. That's my feral group. And yes, they are all fixed. There's actually another show with how Sammy was fixed. And it's pretty funny. That was a whole episode in itself because that was, well, I learned what a cat catcher was. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to Catitude. Thanks, my feral cat crew. And thanks to my guest, Headmistress Sean, for coming on Catitude. And thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound good. And a huge thank you to all my feline friends. Catitude has been generally the most popular or second most popular show on Pet Life Radio. We are jamming. So, huge shout out to everyone out there listening. I appreciate it. We have some more great shows coming up. So, keep listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.